Hello, my favorite people. Welcome to the Crazy Messy Blessings podcast, where I help you recognize the blessings in your crazy mess. I'm your host, Trisha, and I'm looking forward to brightening up your perspective today. Hello, everyone. How have you been doing this week? It's been pretty busy around here. I know I say that a lot, but it is pretty busy with six kids and a house that is always messy. Anyway, so this week I want to share with you guys a little bit about what I call single with a spouse. Basically what that means is even though you have a partner, a husband, someone that you share most of the duties with, you are actually doing the lion's share of the work. So that's my scenario. And I want to give you a couple quick tips to help you deal with that if you have that issue. And also, maybe you might know someone that is dealing with that. And you can point them in this direction. Hope you enjoy. So before I start with the tips, I want to give a little bit of background so you can understand what the scenario looks like here. Basically, at the beginning, we had a good understanding of our roles. We wanted to, we had the same goals. We wanted to work together. Not saying that we don't want to work together now, but it was fresh, it was new, and I think that really propelled the way that we worked together. We both took turns with cooking and cleaning, and we took turns putting our daughter uh, to bed and feeding her, and everything was hand-in-hand. I worked part-time after a while, and sometimes he worked part-time, and so we would alternate childcare between each other. Then after we had our second child, um, I actually didn't go back to work and he started working full time. And that's when things started shifting a little bit. So he would be working longer hours. And then when he came home, obviously he was tired. So it just started becoming me putting the kids to bed and tidying up the things around the house and that's sort of what kind of created this situation that we have right now which is basically me doing the cooking the cleaning taking care of the kids I'd say probably 80% of the time And this is regardless of whether he's working at that time or if it's a weekend or whatnot. And part of this is personality, but a lot of it does stem from how the dynamics of our relationship changed over time. So that's the background. Now, what do I do? 
I go into the bathroom and cry. <laughs> no, I do. No, sometimes I do actually. Uh, it's just can be very overwhelming, honestly, to deal with six kids, 10 up to almost 10 months. And, you know, it's a lot for anyone to handle. And I mean, there are times when he does do a lot to help. And I am grateful for that. But I think as moms, we just are expected to do more like we are super human. And without proper communication, it can really, really turn ugly fast. So these are some things that I want to share with you. First, like I said, communication is key. It's not only communication to your spouse, your partner, it's also communication to your kids. So what I do, I have a lot of charts. They are all over for every aspect of life that you can think of. We have morning charts, we have rules, we have uh, our daily schedule, there are charts for everything and each child knows what they're supposed to do. Now, do they do it all the time? No, but that's why I like the charts because now I can say, look at your chart. What are you supposed to be doing? Or with the rules, for example, one of the rules that I, that always seems to get broken often, but they do know this and this is kind of where him and I have um, not an argument, but it's more like, um, okay, I'll just tell you what it is. Basically, I don't like when they wake up and start watching TV. Only on Saturdays do I allow them to watch TV when they first wake up. But if he's awake, he will turn the TV on for them just so that, you know, the TV is a babysitter kind of thing. And I don't like that because it's distracting. It makes it difficult for them, the older kids, to follow along with their chart to see what they have to do. And it causes us to start arguments and just makes the morning ugly. So that's why we have charts. And then it helps him when he's there, present and focused, to say, oh, yeah, you know, mom mom doesn't want you guys to be watching TV, so we're not going to be watching TV kind of thing. So it helps us stay on the same page so that when he wants to fill in, he can fill in and be that authoritarian parent that is in charge as well as me. So now for some things, obviously we do talk with each other for disciplinary actions. I'll just go ahead and give a discipline where I see it fit. But if it's something that I really don't have a clue what I should do, then I will ask him. But because I'm pretty much always with the kids and I know them best, he kind of leaves that to me to do. And unless I seek it out, communication, then he will just 
continue without a thought as to what is actually going on. So I have to draw him in. And that's why I said communication is key. Not only do the kids need to know what they're supposed to be doing, but I also fill him in on what went on and what where I need him to either step up or to talk to a child or give his advice or opinion on what kind of disciplinary measures we can take or rewards that we can give. Um, so that's communication. Another tip that I use is to, this is a huge one, um, know your limits because we are human. And when I was saying that I go into the bathroom to cry, actually that happens. And you know what? Crying is part of how we deal with, how, part of how I deal with stress anyway. Not every day and not all the time, but sometimes after when there's a buildup of emotion, like, I mean, six kids, there's hormones, there's, you know, all these things that factor in. So obviously there's going to be some crying and that's okay. Even sometimes the kids see me crying and I talked about this in my glitch factor where it actually is helpful and beneficial for them to see that mom is a real human. I do hurt. I do feel things. So, and for him too, you know, to see that some action, some things I'm just, I'm done, you know? So knowing my limits for me, I, as an introvert, I relish and crave time by myself. So when I'm constantly bombarded with the kids I had like after breakfast and then we're done school and there's naps and there's lunch and why do they always need to eat I don't know but all of these things that go on throughout the day and then afternoon comes after lunch I've been really enjoying now putting my toddler and my little guy to sleep because what do I do I go in there and they are in they sleep in a double bed in the boys' room. So now I can lay down there with them. I nurse my baby. I read to the toddler. And we take a little nap. And I can sleep there. And then when I wake up, or if I don't sleep, at least I'm resting. And I recharge. I send the older kids. Like we have our good routine that has really been working with us. We're after lunch. They go out and their chores are done. They go outside to play and they stay out there. And if they come in earlier than the time that they're supposed to come in, they are sitting down quietly reading a book. Are they always reading a book quietly? Some of them are, some of them aren't, but they at least know that they are supposed to be quiet, whether they're chatting and playing some game together. I honestly don't really care that much as long as they're quiet and no one's fighting. Every time somebody comes at the door, either they're knocking or they are coming to show me something and I just give that look and I they know just go. Do not disturb me when I am putting the baby to sleep. Do not disturb because not only does it frustrate me because they could 
easily wake the baby up, which sets me back time. But it's also my time to just not have to talk to somebody, to them, or to listen to all of the jibber-jabber that they have to say. Yes, I love them and I relish the time with them. But if it is between me being kind to them and in terms of having gentle words and having patience and showing them love and I'm just tired now and I need a break and I'm not going to listen to what you story you made up or you know what your top five animals favorite animals are I prefer to say I don't I can't listen to you right now I'm taking a break because Taking care of my mind is much more valuable than spending that five minutes or what what not listening to them talk. I that's my limit, and I cannot process anymore without feeling like I'm going to snap. And I know that these things happen often because not often, but they when they happen, I know I'll say oh it's okay I'll just skip my quiet time today just quickly put the toddler and the baby to nap and then after they're sleeping I slip out this usually happens when we're doing like a decluttering or there's some other things that I have to attend to in the afternoon so I just quickly run out to do that and then oh someone's chatting with me blah 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 and I'm okay because I spent about maybe 20-30 minutes putting the toddler to sleep so I feel like I'm a bit recharged But then when it's, and that's like around two, but then when it's by four o'clock and they haven't sat down quietly and there's the constant jibber jabber, not amongst themselves, but it's when I have to say, stop, don't do that. Come here. Uh, What is it that you're saying? Those interruptions that cause me to snap when it's like four, four thirty. So I have to stop myself often and say, you know what, Mm -mm. we're done. I need to take a break for myself. And sometimes we skip school because I'm just done. And I mean, this goes back again with when I say skip school in quotation marks, like we're still learning. There's so many ways to learn without having to sit down and write in a book. Like they're always writing in books. It's just not what I've told them to write. You know what I mean? And even my daughter the other day, she wrote a sign um, and stuck it on the wall. And uh, I had to go out in the afternoon. And so we had to skip our afternoon school. And or we skipped the morning part because I was preparing for this meeting that I had to go to. And... It was funny because some of the things were spelt wrong and I took it off the wall and I said, go fix that sign that you want to post up on the wall. Like it was just something silly. She lost something and she wanted, she put it up for everyone to look for. And I just, you know, so I'm like, go and get your charts, find those things and sound the prop, get the proper words, you know, and fix that properly. My son had written a list of what he wanted to do during the day and was checking off things. And then I just, you know, was glancing. I'm like, oh, this is your list. I see a couple things that are spelled wrong. You know, 
So you fit in what you can, when you can, and stop being so hard on yourself because you need to take care of your mind when you're the only one that is taking care of everybody else. So that's my second tip to know your limits. Communication and knowing your limits are the two most important things when it comes to taking care of everybody's needs. There are other things like things that just go hand in hand with having a large family. I expect them to help. I am not going to, I don't do anyone's laundry except the babies and the toddler. And I don't put away their things. You know, the other day we were moving things around in my, in the boys room and I opened their drawer and I'm, I was like, this is your drawer. You don't want to fold these clothes. Well, that's your choice. I mean, you know how to fold them. So when he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to get to folding that after. And you know, they, we, we rearrange some stuff in the room. They're making their beds and making their beds look nice. I'm not doing that stuff. And I've told them now that they're older, there's more things that need to be done. I'm not going to be doing those things. They need to do them so that it frees up the time that I can actually spend with them, enjoying them. If I, if mommy has time for herself, then I can have time for you guys to do not just the necessities, you know, cooking, tidying up and, you know, teaching. There's the, there's the time that I need to listen to what you have, you know, look at the amazing drawing that you've made and give you pointers or, you know, just celebrate the work that you did. So I expect them, like when we're going for a walk, everybody, like we have the buddy system. So, you know, one child helps get the other child's coat on and then we go outside. Somebody has already opened up the stroller. I can just put the kids in, the little ones in, or hand them to someone else and they put them in. And you know what? It's not bad. It's good for them to learn how to do more things because I actually do think they have a lot of free time. They spend it playing on their tablets or just creating their own games or whatever, but it's necessary for them to step up and do more because I'm not having the full support or the full, um, amount of work that another partner, another, not another partner, that, <laughs> that my partner should be giving me, you know, he's mentally, um, exhausted from dealing with things that he's going through, whether at work or personally, then he doesn't have that time to invest. And I struggle a lot with that because I can quickly fall into the, you know, it's not fair thing, but God is the source of strength and he will never bring you to a situation where you cannot go through that. He will equip you. He will prepare you. And all I pray is for him to continue to strengthen me every day to do my best and to keep striving to do my best. 
So prayer is definitely one of the key things that gets me through. And lately, waking up early in the morning before the kids is just, it's amazing because then I have a time to refresh, especially as I said, I need that time for myself. So then I have a time to refresh and I don't need to listen to anybody yet. I can prepare myself for the day and what I need to do. Making your, making a a monthly chart of all of the things that I expect to be done on certain days and then going through the week and then going through the day and saying and rearranging things saying like, oh, you know, this needs to be done here or maybe I'll do this in the morning or in the afternoon. Having the lists are necessary for me. And even if you're not a list person, if you're managing a household largely by yourself, you're going to need to have some organization there. You're going to lose your mind you're really going to just, it's going to be chaotic always. So keep those things in mind. Communication with the charts for yourself as well, for your own sanity, knowing your limits, you know, getting help where you can get help. Even if it's asking a neighbor or asking a friend, you need to work in community if you don't have that support at home with you most important tips that I use. Now, this topic is a heavy one. So I have so many more things that I could say about this, but I don't want to make this episode super long. But there are things like your feelings, like your own, you know, I have questions sometimes about choices that I made like would it be different you know we don't know but what I do know is that God is in control and he uses everything for his glory for your our own good so that we can become like him always being molded and shaped into that beautiful picture the beauty for ashes. That's what we are going to become. And it's difficult. It's so difficult to, to just accept that sometimes, you know, sometimes I just feel like I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit down. Why do I have to feed people? Why do I have to? But then the issue there is the I, 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 and you keep doing it because You trust that this is the best because the alternative is what? So, you know, then there are people that are like, oh, you should tell him to do this or you should make him do that. And, you know, it's not always like that. And this is one scenario, but there's, you can find yourself in this situation. Your husband might really actually want to do a lot of the things. Maybe he's physically disabled. Maybe he's mentally dealing with depression and anxiety. Maybe he's actually physically not there because he works out of town for three or four days or weeks or months, or he's in the military. You can find yourself in this situation easily. 
You know, we all go through seasons where things are better and then sometimes things are not. But sometimes you need tissue, sometimes you need M&Ms, sometimes you need exercise or sunlight or a hug, you know. It's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, I just prayed and now I put my head to it. No, it's in the morning. I have to mentally choose to do what I do because I want them to know that things, you don't get to pick Sometimes the situations and circumstances that come your way, but you do get to pick your attitude and I want them to be tough. I want them to be resilient. And, you know, then, like I said, I can go on and on about this, but there's other aspects like when your behavior starts enabling, you know, there are certain limits. Like I've gone from one end of the spectrum that subservient wanting to do you know submissive, super submissive to well I went from the other side first okay let's be honest here I went from you know roaring to super submissive and then now I'm somewhere in between oscillating between whenever the situation needs me to roar I will roar and when the situation needs me to just step back and do what I'm supposed to do I do it and I pray and I wait, and I hope. So that is your dose of sunlight for this week. And next week, I think we'll continue on this more in depth, you know. So have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time. Ciao. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed sharing with you. I'll be here every Thursday. You can hear me on Anchor, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. So please like, subscribe, and share my podcast with others. We can all use a fresh perspective. You can also peek into the crazy on YouTube and Instagram at Crazy Messy Blessings. Remember, the glass is always half full if you choose to see the blessings in your gloriously messy life. Ciao for now.